When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Welcome to the Make Your Damn Bed podcast, a low-key, real-talk, motivation podcast to play while you make your bed every morning to incorporate healthy routine into your day-to-day, build momentum, and better your life. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to day 432 of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. It's been a while since I sat in the closet to record, and I had to go back and listen to yesterday's episode, and there's two interjections that I want to make. One, I'm going to do a full episode on how to tell an interesting story, because I skated right by that as if I had done it before, and I don't think I have. And I think it's an important thing to learn. And even if you are a good storyteller... It's still interesting to know the nuances of what makes a good one, and you might start to notice when you're doing it in your mind instead of living in reality, like I often have gotten caught up doing. But that's for a future episode. For now, I wanted to talk about what makes a good conversation so you can know when to bail. I talked about how to exit gracefully, but I didn't talk about when that should be. Because if you do happen to have some sort of performance anxiety and it manifests in social situations, so you have social anxiety, I guess that's probably what it's referred to as. If anyone knows of any scholarships, I'd love to become a professional therapist and never tell any of you about it so that I could continue to fuck up but less. Okay, anyway, if you have social anxiety, you might not know when to end a conversation because every conversation feels anxiety-inducing and nerve-wracking and overwhelming. So if you're trusting your intuition, you're probably going to want to stand in the corner next to the cheese plate 
and only socialize with the dog if there's a dog at the party. And you might not know when or when not to approach people or interject. And if that's the case, I can't really get into detailed situations and a podcast that's dedicated to a lot of different people experiencing a lot of different things. So I like to keep this more general. But in general, if you have social anxiety, it can be helpful to recognize how the trajectory of a traditional conversation typically goes. Even with a stranger or a friend, conversations typically begin with the introduction. Even if you know the person, you say hello, you do your hugs, your quick how are you's. This is when I offer any relevant and real compliments that I'm feeling in the moment. And then it cuts to every socially anxious person's least favorite part of the conversation. The small talk. The how have you been? What's been going on? What's new? And if this is a stranger conversation, somebody new that you're introducing yourself to, this one is especially awkward. But if you change your mindset on it, you can start to enjoy small talk. I really do. It gives me a fresh perspective on the person I'm speaking to and what kind of mood they're in based on the observations that they're making about the general atmosphere versus mine. And I can kind of base my next point of conversation from there. Plus, small talk is fun. <laughs> it's fun to gossip about the temperature of the space and the way the energy feels or a relevant situation that just occurred. Honestly, being able to small talk about the weather is one of my favorite things about Chicago because in Florida, you just kind of say it's boiling hot or it's super hot or it's really hot. And every once in a while, you'd say, oh, it's really cold because it was 68 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> but luckily in Chicago, the weather changes so frequently that we really get to have these conversations on a daily basis. When I'm walking my dog around the neighborhood, I have gotten to know so many of my neighbors based solely on our conversations about the weather and how our dogs are doing, which couldn't be better to me. Honestly, I love it. But when the small talk subsides, it can get awkward. And I think that's the problem. But to me, these things naturally happen the more genuine, curious, open, and authentic you are. If you approach people as a friend and not an enemy, if you come in with an open heart and open mind and love and kindness and receptiveness, which can all be shown during that small talk, if you're not rushing to get out of there or distracted, if you're honed in on the conversation and you're confident and you're brave to voice opinions and make jokes or references or observations that are relevant. People will assume that you have the time for them, and a lot of the times they'll just open up, and all you have to do is go with the flow. Be present and confident because you are amazing, and what you bring to the table is amazing. And if you approach every conversation like it's one with your best friend instead of some bully or enemy or potential opportunity to mess up, then you're going to have a lot more fun in it. So the more real, genuine, authentic, and brave you are, the less you're worrying, the more present you can be, and the more that people will feel comfortable to do the same. And I think this is why so many people connect on negative things, because when someone's brave enough to 
bitch and complain about something, then other people are brave enough to open up and bitch and complain and not feel judged. But I find that if you do that in a way that's less petty and less judgy of the world around you, you're going to be less concerned that people are judging and talking shit about you in general, just because that mindset is not the one that you're in. So try to create that shift, especially in new relationships or with general conversations, by not starting with petty things and connecting on things that you can relate on that are off script and out of the box and your authentic feelings and thoughts, but still not necessarily, God, she invited way too many people for this small space and more, God, so many people really enjoy them and want to celebrate their love because if she packed her wedding out, Both are probably true. I lost my thread a little bit, but I'm coming back. Ideally, your small talk is going to start flowing into a natural conversation of something more substantial and fulfilling for both parties. Maybe you have found that you have something in common and you each have a story to share. Once this happens, there will be a natural ebb and flow in this conversation as well. While you're listening, try not to interrupt with more than the occasional encouragement, or if it's a genuinely good interjection that won't derail the conversation. You can probably go for it. But in general, save it. It's not like you'll forget and it'll continue in the future. This is one I really struggle with, especially when I'm relating with people. I want to just hop on board with everything that they say. And I find it to be really engaging. But for some people, especially new people, I try to back off a little bit because it is overwhelming. And if they aren't as confident in conversations as I can be, then I don't want to be the one that put them off. But this brings me to my next point, which is, in general, awkward moments will probably happen, especially with new people. And generally speaking, conversations will ebb and flow. They'll share, And then you'll share a little, and then they'll share a little more, and then you'll share something, and then eventually you'll run out of shit to say about that topic. And of course, there are some people in our lives that this doesn't happen with, and you could talk forever, nonstop, and never run out of things to say. Those are magical connections and don't happen often, because typically, even with your best connections, things will lull. You'll run out of things to say. That's okay. That is not awkward. That's just one of those natural things that happens to feel awkward. (laughs) And even if something awkward does happen, like you interrupt or you say something you didn't mean to or they say something they didn't mean to or it just genuinely gets a little weird, just recognize it. You can call it out in real time and move on, but that usually prolongs it. So (laughs) if I do that, I like to actually have something to steer the conversation into so that we're not sitting in that other awkward moment for too much longer. I'll do an anyway about something relevant. Don't say something like about those bulls, because if you don't have anything to say about the bulls, you're just in another awkward silence. I have absolutely made that mistake before. But in general... Talking about things that people are passionate about, that you're passionate about, this is why it's so important to find things that you connect on and to typically go in without being petty to start because then you can find things you are passionate and connect on that don't revolve around shit talk, but that also spark dopamine. Getting to talk about things that you love, things that you're excited about, things that you're looking forward to are all dopamine triggers. 
So don't be afraid to ask people questions explicitly. Do you have things you're excited about? Any big plans, vacations, ideas, projects, restaurants you've been to, passions, hobbies, working on anything, whatever. Get curious about people. And express that curiosity on your face. I have a very expressive face. I've said it before. I'll say it again. But it feels good to be validated even when people aren't talking. Those nonverbal communications are so important. So look at people's eyebrows. See if they're responding to you. And if they're getting bored, don't be afraid to exit the conversation gracefully. If things are starting to fade out in that natural ebb of conversation that happens sometimes, or if you notice topics or conversations are repeating themselves, or it's just time for a break, you can get out of there whenever you're ready. Leave on a high note by offering a compliment or checking back in with a callback from your earlier conversation. Maybe they referred going to a coffee shop as something they were excited about and you want to try it. You can say, maybe I'll see you at that coffee shop. Or you can just return to the original topic of your conversation. That's what I do in the show a lot of the time to end it if I've definitely gone off the rails a little bit. I'll try to bring it full circle. And you can absolutely do that in conversations, especially if they are lagging on and need a natural transition into an exit. And in general, it's good to thank people. If you learned something, if you gained anything, if anything went particularly well or productively in your conversation, you can thank them. Be genuine and specific and reference exactly what you will take home with you. If you are taking home a piece of advice or just words of wisdom or any feelings. And if you do want to make future plans, this is the time to do it. And if you don't, that's okay too. You can just have a thank you and a hopefully I'll see you around. There is nothing wrong with that. That said, if you're someone who struggles with a specific bout of social anxiety based on certain situations or stimuli, let me know and maybe I'll do an episode about that because this is more general advice towards people who think like me. I can't really get specific on actual conversation samples or experiences. But I'd love to, so if you do have any suggestions for specific episodes or questions or advice or anything in general, please don't hesitate to reach out. Make your damn bed podcast at gmail.com or DM me on IG at NYDB Podcast. That ends it for today, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. I love y'all. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Make Your Damn Bed Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a day. You can also follow us on Instagram for quotes and content directly from each episode at MYDB Podcast or subscribe to the newsletter on www.makeyourdamnbedpodcast.com. If you can rate and review us on Apple Podcast or just share this with someone you think might get a kick out of it, it can and has made all the difference. So thank you. I've been your host, Julie Merica, and I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.